Hey there, Fellowship family. Welcome to your one-stop shop for all things church life. My name's Mark Francis, and I am once again your host for today. This is the fourth episode in our focus of overflow, and I'm excited to just share a, a couple of great guys that I've got sitting here next to me, and they you know, they might just trash talk each other, but, um, you know, we are turning a direction in our conversation for the focus. The first three episodes that we've had have really been focused around the family and how do we share the one another's to each other in the home. And here I've got a group of guys that understand what it looks like to share the one another's to the local body, to each other in the local church, the body of Christ, and more importantly here at Fellowship Bible Church. So I'm going to turn first to my buddy over here on my right, your audience watching at home, if you're watching, left, Kalen Dreyer. How are you? I'm good. Hey there, people listening and people on the on the video there. Yeah. It's good to see you. And so, Kalen, you are uh, a part of John Avery's Family Life Leadership Team. I technically am a part of his team, yes. Technically. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, I, I, there's a lot of great guys in there, so I mostly just sit and nod and listen and <laughs> okay. occasionally chime in, but. And that's they, why he put you here around. to have you step up a little bit. Yeah. They're, they're throwing me in here to, I guess, do some more chiming in. That's good. Well, no, and having you just to give some per perspectives on the history of the focus, I'd love to hear from you from that, but I'm going to turn over here and look at the guys over here across the way um, is Kevin Yost. How are you, Kevin? I'm real good. Good. Good to see you. Good to have you here. And have you ever, I mean, I always ask this question. Have you ever even seen this room that we're sitting in before? I have not. This is a part of the church that's the bowels, the caves of FBC. I think I'll move in. You're going to move in? <laughs> yeah. We've got nice wood shiplap that you call behind yeah, us and, and a shag carpet. It's mm, looking it's cool. Pretty cool. So Kevin, thanks for being here. Excited to hear your story. And then also we have with us Brian Griffin. How are you? Good. Good to see you, Brian. And I, you know, I've known a lot of you guys for years, but haven't had true in-depth conversations. I'm excited to kind of just unpack how you have seen FBC live out the one another's in your own life. So let me just go to you first, Kevin, and just give us your history of how long you've attended FBC and, uh, you know, what service roles do you have here? Just give us a little bit of story about your, your life here at Fellowship. Uh, I've been coming for about uh, 10 years and I... Uh, I go to F3 downstairs and I serve down there. I, I greet people when they come in, make sure the chairs are right, uh, hand out some things if we need to hand out and anything else they need down there. I try to help out if I can. That's awesome. And they, they cut your job a little short because of COVID. There's no more passing the offering plate anymore. So one of the duties has been, you know, removed. Is that okay with you? Yes. Okay. Yes. The less I have to do, the <laughs> less chance I have to mess up. Oh, that's not good at all. I know that's not true. You're, you're amazing. It's great to have a friendly face down there greeting and being a part of the, the body down there. Brian, I'll ask you the same thing. How, how long have you been coming to FBC? What's your history here? Uh, been coming here since 2010, I believe. Mm -hmm. So quite a long time. Uh, and then in 2011, I started attending F3 when that was new. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm one of the yeah, first one of the original. members of F3. Yeah. F3. Well, we have some fellowship it, but... three groupies down here. I love it. <laughs> I didn't know we had a some of my own people. Yeah. People after my own heart. There you go. So what roles do you serve in here at the church? Yeah. So I'm, um, a youth group leader. Okay. I've been doing that. This is my second year doing that. Been, been enjoying that. Um, went through Barry Pearson's boot camp of yeah. youth group training yeah. last year. He's a pro at it. Yeah. So now I'm off into another group. Um, so we're off to a good start. 
And then I also have been doing a little bit of um, financial counseling. Okay. And starting to work on that over the last uh, few months here. Neat. Cool. Okay, well, let me turn to you. Just give us a, a brief background of you were part of the behind the scenes conversations leading up to this focus. I feel like we've talked about it all summer, waiting up and leading up to this focus. And now we're in it. We've had a couple sermons. We've had a couple of events and activities. What was the heart behind um you know, John's vision, John Avery, but even the elders of saying, why the one and others? Yeah, well, forgive me if I repeat a lot of what Joe and and John have said. I have not listened to the last two podcasts. So, um, I mean, I think a big part of it was just the one and others are just the things that the church should be doing all the time. Mm-hmm. It's really what how the church should just be lived out. And so we, I think, I just wanted to highlight those things. And um you know, there's, there's a thousand things that we all can be growing in. And so to just put emphasis on, um, some of the things that are kind of key and which is how we kind of relate to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and then how that then goes from how we're relating to each other to then how we're relating to the world and community. And, um, so yeah, they just, we wanted to focus in on that and see what the word said about how we are to, to act and relate. Yeah. And there's so many. You know, really, when we were behind the scenes planning and preparing for this also is is surprising in a way of what is God's word says of what we're called to to do with one another. I mean, you can really umbrella it. I remember John Avery's first sermon a couple of weeks ago of really loving and serving is the umbrella and all the one another, all the other one another's fall under that. Uh, I'll I'll turn to you, Kevin. Let me just have you share uh, just a quick story. Just to explain to us how you've seen um, God work in your life over these last years or months of being at FBC. How have others, other people at FBC played a role into your life? Well, um, I, I've been coming here and uh, whenever I came down to F3, I really got closer to uh, some guys down there and uh, I, I got married about six years ago and um, and I wasn't having uh, you get married late in your life. I wasn't having some good times with that. So some guys came along hmm. beside me uh, and even invited me to play basketball with them. And, um, you know, it, it kind of felt good to to get better at something uh, when something was getting worse. And it ended in divorce. And then hmm. those same guys, they came along and got even closer beside me. And I'm in a group now and uh, we share each other's, um, you know, uh, problems we're having in our lives and mm. uh, good things happen in our lives. And it just, uh, it's good to have someone uh, loving you and you can love them. And just like God wanted and Jesus wanted it to be. And then mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. just, you can tell that people are uh, his disciples. Yeah. Showing that they loved each other. And um, I, I've gotten through this divorce better than, I think I would have without these guys. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's the body of Christ coming alongside, even in a difficult time. And thanks for sharing, because that's, that's certainly not easy. No. And, and and here you are. I mean, looking back, do you see God through those people encouraging you? It definitely. Uh, I was the first. I, I have uh, four sisters and I at home and I'm. Uh, with through all the marriages and everything, I'm the one who brought divorce to our family, and my mm. family couldn't handle that. My my dad and family were great with all the other biblical angles of life, but mm-hmm. divorce, they couldn't handle that, didn't know what to say, and these guys could. Mm. They came in and mm-hmm. took up where the family couldn't. Mm. Um, 
and uh, definitely have seen that was all God brought those brought me into those guys' lives and brought those guys into my life. And hmm. um, I have weathered divorce better than I would have with my family yeah. who's never seen it before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, certainly never easy. Brian, let me turn to you. Um, you know, how have you seen the role of the church being played out in your life? Um, over the last couple of years, one of the one another's that really stands out um, comes from Galatians uh, 6.2 uh, about bearing one another's burdens. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the more I've looked at that, the more I've thought about that. And what I've experienced is a real um, application of that verse in my life. I've gone through some challenging things over the last couple of years. And what I've seen happen is key people stepping up in my life you know, several of them being from this church and bearing those burdens with me as if they were their own. And I think that's, to me, what's really key is, is they are, you know, in it with me, um, have been in it with me with, with my difficulties mm-hmm. as if it was their own difficulties. Mm-hmm. Like they inherited that in, into mm. their lives. Mm. And that has just been a, a beautiful thing because it's brought, by doing that, it's brought tremendous amount of understanding on their part towards me uh, a love, um, a deep love and a, and a care for me that, um, is far from superficial, very, very genuine, very real. It's funny you, you say that because right when Kevin was talking mm-hmm. and I, I just started to look up Galatians six, two, uh, let me just read it uh, because it's, it's so cool. Uh, brethren, even if anyone is caught in a trespass, you who are spiritual restore such a person, such one in spiritual gentleness, each one looking to yourself so that you too will not be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. There, it's just this idea that, yeah, we're all called, and, and I think this is part of a John Morrison, you know, department, but this authentic fellowship of coming alongside of people mm-hmm. and an understanding, you know, fellowship. Yes, that can be fun. That can be playing basketball. It can be, you know, just coming to church and saying, hi, how, how's the weather? But there's an aspect of digging into somebody's life in a way that you can come alongside them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's vital, I think, in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. How has that role played out beyond just being in this building? Because, um, you know, you can see people in church once a week, right? And is that good enough? Is seeing somebody for five, 10 minutes to just say, hey, how's, how are things going? What, I think I know the answer to that, but Kevin, you know, what has happened in your life to, that, that's gone beyond these walls outside of Sunday morning? Um, I, it just, everybody just being a part of my life, I, I lived a shelter life out in West Virginia and I've just never experienced anything like this before. It, and it shows um, I'm becoming um more friends with more people here at church and then it overflows out into uh, work um, and better relationships at work and uh, just meeting uh, people on the streets or in the grocery stores. I'm more apt to, to talk to someone to share with, uh, with them um, if they take time to actually want to share and talk also. Mm-hmm. Kaylin, I'll turn your way because I, I remember chatting with John Avery, a while ago, and even on this podcast, several episodes ago, he was talking about discipleship groups. Mm-hmm. Walk me through what what is going on behind the scenes here that people might not see yeah. at church that are related to discipleship groups. Yeah, so I guess it's been about a year, a little over a year for mm-hmm. both. John has started um, two of these discipleship groups, and I think two more have kind of grown up out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea, 
um, quick overview of this is a two year commitment. We go through various books, but um, and it's a pretty small group, four mm-hmm. to five guys in each of the groups. Mm-hmm. But it really just fosters um, like they're describing. I mean, you start out and you're just kind of the first couple of weeks you're studying through some some books and you're and with it, you're also meditating on some specific um, scriptures together. Mm-hmm. Um, but before you know it, like you're you're kind of looking forward to that time because it comes becomes a time where you're you're just sharing with with guys who care about you who are mm-hmm. who are invested at least for a period of time so you mm-hmm. kind of get that you get you get outside of that uh coming in church and saying hey mm-hmm. you know because there's now you there's four to five guys who kind of know everything that's going on because mm-hmm. we meet our group at least does um at least twice a month so you see each other pretty regularly mm-hmm. and you're just sharing life and at the same time you're meditating on the same scriptures and so some guys might be getting something totally different and they're encouraging you with that when you're not doing well. And when mm-hmm. you're doing well, you're doing the same thing. And it, and it just really, I mean, it, it's been kind of incredible. I would say of all the things that I mm. get involved with at church, it'd probably be the last thing that I would let slip away mm. in terms of busyness and the things, you know, we all get busy and there's lots, sometimes you got to say no to things, but it would probably be one of the, the few things I would be willing to let go just because of how wow. effective it's been. Yeah. That's, that's an impressive statement. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, would, I don't know if you guys have the same experience, if you guys feel the same way, but yeah. Yeah, it's been really critical. Um, so I went to a men's um, conference. It was, it was a specific focus. This is probably uh, three years ago. And what I, one of the things that I came away with, it was like a weekend deal, was the importance of, of having relationships for guys, having relationships with other, other guys and, and building that friendship and that camaraderie to help through, you know, marital issues, to help through raising children or whatever the case may be, all the, all the things that we deal with as, as guys that are maybe a little harder to relate, um, mm. you know, um, a man to a woman. Um, and so, you know, I really got passionate about that and um, discipleship group has really um, met that need, mm. that critical need for me where I feel really connected with the, with the, with the five guys, the four other guys that I meet with. Um, and, you know, we meet every couple of weeks, but we also have like a text group that we encourage each other at different times. Sometimes uh, some periods are busier than others where we're doing that um, more active, but that's been a huge encouragement. So, it, so that, so the group is outside of church yep. an extra thing. And then, then the texting is outside of the group. So we're doing, we're, we're li- doing life with one another hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's it's neat how you know at least there's technology and there's ways to communicate that a lot of times is viewed in a negative way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, too much screen right. time, too right. much communication, bombardment of emails and texting, and just we're always on social media and this and that. But here's a way that we can use it for a good, for the positive, right. to encourage one another, and and again that bear one another's burdens concept, you know? So I'm just, I'm just curious. So you've got five guys in a group. You meet yeah. once a week. No, and, not once a week. We meet like Kaylin's group does. A couple, couple, t- yeah, couple once, times a month. Twice a month. Yeah. yeah. So what, I mean, what does a typical group look like? I mean, just walk me through. I mean, when do you meet? What happens? How long do you meet? I mean, just paint a picture for, uh, for all of us watching and listening out there. Is it, is this a big, scary thing? A commitment that like, you know, I'm, that you're telling me I should get into? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's really informal. In fact, we meet at my house when we meet. So we park it in my living room or if it's warm, we'll, we'll go outside and do that. But we, we meet, um, we read through some books mm-hmm. um, 
and just go a chapter at a time. <laughs> yeah. So kind of my pace, I'm not a yeah. huge book reader. Yeah. So a chapter at, at a time and we're de dealing with four books. I like to say we're reading four books, but it's really just a chapter at a time. Sure. <laughs> it's sure. pretty slow. But then we talk about things that we've learned through that. Um, and then we were working on um, scripture memorization as well. That Caitlin had mentioned. Uh, and then, you know, we're also praying for each other. We're, we're sharing uh, prayer requests that are on our hearts and we take time out to actually pray at that point as well. Mm -hmm. And we meet for about two and a half, two, two, two and a half hours mm -hmm. when we get together every couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. it's, it's been great. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we're seeing the benefit and the beauty of just having relationships with others that go beyond just your family, yeah. you know, that yeah. go beyond just, okay. You know, might have two or three people that you're tight with, but if you can grow that and expand that, there's opportunities for people to see your dirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that's scary. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'll ask any of you, I mean, how do you guys overcome that fear? How do you overcome that, that, man, I don't, I don't think I want to open up. I don't think yeah. I want to meet with people right now. You know, what, what were some of the things that, that you guys might've had to overcome and then how have you come out of the other side to see the benefits? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it definitely takes time. I think, you know, it wasn't that first meeting that we're, you know, mm -hmm. there just spilling our hearts out. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think with guys especially, it just takes us time to warm up. And then eventually one person takes that kind of step of like, all right, I'm going to share something that I really don't want most people mm -hmm. to know. And yeah. they, mm -hmm. they put it out there. And then the other guys see that. And you, you're yeah. kind of, when you, when you see that you're met with grace, you're met with understanding, yeah. you're met with guys who are like, Mm -hmm. not surprised you know they're like yeah we you know we're all living in this world we're mm -hmm. all we're, we're all dealing with this indwelling sin you know no one is free from that and so once you kind of at least in our group once we have seen others do that you're more inclined to do that and then as time goes on you know and and it's every like he was saying every group i mean it's pretty informal so every group isn't um oh hey let's talk about this hard thing a lot of mm -hmm. times you know we have to like ramp down the joking around to get to the reading in time. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But there's times where, you know, like one of the guys will just say, Hey, this is on my heart. And we don't even touch the reading because we spend the whole time just listening mm. and hearing and praying about that thing. Mm. So I think it's something that takes time. And I, you know, one of the biggest things I've seen is as we started this process, anytime we would talk about it with someone, um, how many guys are like, Oh, I want to be doing that. You know, I want mm. to join a group like that. And mm -hmm. John has been seeking men to yeah. form new groups. Yeah. And um, so just, I think everybody, most men would recognize the need they have for what Brian was describing. Yeah. I think men are stereotypically the ones who will not share, right. will not open up. So, you know, sure. I'll, I'll look to you guys, same question. Like what kind of fears did you guys have and how did you overcome them? Uh, definitely my sh uh, fear was sharing too. I just never had an opportunity to share, um, yeah, maybe with, uh, Scott McManical pulled along, pulled me alongside also during, uh, whenever the marriage was going downhill and through the divorce and everything too. Uh, it got to share a little bit there and then, um, but he was a pastor, mm -hmm. but guys in the same, uh, you know, level of life I am, I'm not sure if that's the right word, but, you know, sharing, um, you know, what they're going through and it definitely has I'm not sure I'm there, Completely. I know I'm not. Um, mm -hmm. It's a, a maturing process, but I am more comfortable sharing with guys now yeah. um, just because uh, a group of guys want to get together a couple times a month and share, you know, uh, what's going on in their lives, uh, whether good or bad. And mm -hmm. 
and, and it, we have some fun with it and uh, it makes it more comfortable. And mm. um, just uh, I like the growing feeling that I'm comfortable with guys that I can share that um, in fleshly moments as well as uh, spiritual moments. Mm. Neat. Brian? Yeah, I mean, I, my history has been one that would, you know, not be so vulnerable um, for sure. Um, but God's brought me through some things over the last few years where I really missed out on being vulnerable. I mean, there's risk in stepping out there and being vulnerable with somebody and sharing, you know, your deepest hurts or maybe it's a sin you're struggling with or whatever the case might be. But there is a tremendous blessing and benefit that comes from it. And I think what helps me um, is to have the thought of um, the gospel and that, the gospel took shame away. I mean, we stand all condemned before the cross, every single one of us. Mm -hmm. And we're all equal before, before the cross, but he paid the price. He took that away from us. So we don't have to be ashamed of, of not only our past sins, but of the sins that we're struggling with today. Yeah. And so I yeah. think if we can get past that and, and it's not easy, then we're going to be at a different level with relationships with people that we haven't been before. And that's what I've experienced. And just to jump in on that, yeah. um, I don't know how much John pick, like thought about the the passages we were going through. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he put some thought into, but you know, of the the scripture we're memorizing. But you know, we're all going through the same ones at the same time. We mm -hmm. should be meditating on them. Mm -hmm. And so, very early on, one of them was Psalm 27, and mm -hmm. um, right in the beginning, it, it's "Whom shall I fear?" You know, mm -hmm. "You're the defense of my life." Whom shall right. I be afraid? Right. And so, I think it's such a nice system because while you're also learning to sh like be close to these guys, you're also hearing from the word of like, Hey, what, what do I have to be afraid of? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And, and mm -hmm. you're reminding each other of that and you're, you're soaking yourself in that. Mm -hmm. So then it kind of couples itself and, and just flows right along to give you that courage to be like, what, what am I afraid of? You know? Mm -hmm. And neat. Yeah. I mean, God's word will definitely do that for you. Yeah. <laughs> I want to, I want to turn, just one final thought and question, and we might be tackling this a little backwards, but it might be beneficial to hear your thoughts on this. The idea of overflow uh, and our focus is one that we need to be poured into first. And it comes from the source and the giver of life. And that's what you're referring to, Brian, with the gospel. And knowing what God has done and how he's given us his spirit, who can lead us and guide us in all things, we then then have the ability to use and tap into that to show it to others. So we can't, I've heard this already meant already in this focus many times, we can't give what we already do, what we don't have. Right. And so we ourselves uh, need that um, personal time with the Lord, digging into his word, hearing from him, letting his spirit lead us and guide us to then we can show and display that love to others. So, as you guys are sharing about discipleship groups that I, I love that because you guys are doing that with each other and sharing and, and imparting, you know, that overflow <laughs> to others around you. And you've seen others give that to you. But what's what's something that God is showing you personally right now in this moment of time? Um, maybe it came from a devotional or a conversation from your last discipleship group. Maybe it was the sermon. What's something that is really standing out to you right now in this moment that you can just encourage all of us right now listening? Go first, Kevin. Oh, Kevin's, he's, <laughs> oh, he gets to go first. His tongue, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it, through the memorization and um, it just the studies we've been going through um, with the group. Um, it's just that 
I'm more into God's word with the Bible and, you know, actually reading the Bible more. And it, it does help with that. And I'm looking at the Bible more as a mirror now for myself instead of using it as binoculars to condemn someone else or to see what they're doing bad and how much better I am. Um, not, not as a prop or anything like that. And then, um, and, uh, you know, when I first came to FBC before I got, um, included in, in, in the group, um, you know, I always wanted to research, you know, why God let Job be, um, you know, taken over by Satan and, um, uh, and then, uh, you know, and maybe who the uh, Antichrist is, you know, things like that. But then now with this group, you kind of get into more things like, you know, looking into yourself uh, through the Bible, into uh, into the Word. So hmm. that would be. That's cool. Yeah. Where I'm at, yeah. Brian? Um, I guess a couple of things on my mind, but one in particular is that just a better understanding of trials. Um, you know, sometimes I think, as believers, we feel like, oh, if, if I have a relationship with the Lord, I'm not going to go through trials. That's, mm. In fact, that's the answer. That you you don't want trials, so accept the Lord as your Savior and you want to trials. But um, we actually um, we actually are, are pretty much promised that we're going to go through trials. Yeah. And even by um, steps of obedience, it's going to lead to trials sometimes. And I listened to a, um, a pod, podcast recently, someone's message that was talking about the disciples, and they stepped into the boat at, at the time when there was a storm and they were doing what God wanted them to do. So they were following him in obedience. But they were, they were going to step into a storm. And they didn't even know that, <laughs> but they were with Jesus. And that's the key is that Jesus goes with us in the storm. Hmm. And that's the difference that we have as a believer is that we're going to experience trials. Um, and they're going to be hard sometimes, but hmm. we have Jesus to guide us through them and to comfort us as we go through those things. And ultimately to learn something that we wouldn't have learned otherwise if we hadn't gone through the trial. Hmm. Yeah. Neat. Galen, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I think a similar a similar thought. I think you're right. We need to pursue the Lord to be able to overflow to anyone. And I think that in se- seasons and times where life's easy, it's kind of harder, or at least for me, to necessarily need or want to go to the Lord or need to go to the Lord because I don't have the direct need in my face. But I would say right now, like my wife and I are very much so in a season of waiting for a lot of different things. just feels like we're kind of mm-hmm. just kind of in a limbo. You know, we're not really sure what is coming next. And, um, scripture speaks so much to like, I mean, I forget where it is in the Psalms, but basically it was just the Psalmist is like, who do I wait for? Like I wait for you. I trust in you, yeah. Lord. Yeah. And it's in those, these trials and these seasons where you see your need for it. Cause your heart is so quick to want to jump to the next physical thing, the next plan, the next, this, and the Lord just calls you to wait on him. He calls mm-hmm. you just to, and it's not fun. It's not easy. I don't like it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You don't want to, wait you want to have answers but um just we're, we're called to to wait and to trust and i know that you know there's been enough seasons where I'll, i can look back now and i can see okay yeah i was in this place and he did this yep. and i know i'm gonna look back at this time and see the countless reasons that we were waiting for things we didn't understand and yeah so. yeah I, i'm almost feeling like the same thing i mean a little different i'm not in a season of waiting but i'm in a season of busy <laughs> just so busy and so slammed with appointments and meetings and doing things every single day of the week that that I have to just take a moment and rest and mm-hmm. trust and mm-hmm. put dependence in God and not myself. Because if I'm trying to do it, I'll just get burned out and tired and then 
just right. give up. So I'm in, that's my season. And just yeah. the idea of just the recognition of trusting God. Well, it was just a little mini discipleship group we just had. Yeah. I love it. What a great <laughs> way of sharing yeah. where we are. And it's not tough, right? To, no. to be able to encourage each other and when needed, bear one another's burdens um, with each other or pray for one another, like you guys have been saying. Um, you know, Kaylin, you did mention that, you know, John Avery is looking for more group leaders or there's other people who are looking to get plugged in. If, if people are listening right now, whether you're uh, male or female, I know there's groups for you. What what resources do you know about right now that we can point people to? Um, yeah, I would say just let yourself be known to John Avery um, or at least Marcy um, and she'll connect you to John. I know while Marcy we, Baber, yes. so Marcy, Marcy B at FBCVA.org. Yep. She's great. Um, I know he wants to start more groups, but, you know, with the, I mean, it, it sounds like a big commitment, two years. And then with that is another two year commitment mm -hmm. of I'm going to do my own group. So mm -hmm. in like nine ish months when ours finishes, mm -hmm. all the guys are going to then open a group for five other guys. And so that there, yeah. in a couple of months, there's going to be a big opening of like people mm -hmm. who would be interested. But I know if you're interested, reach out to him. I know that there are some women who are trying to get some women's discipleship mm -hmm. groups going. So mm -hmm. yeah, just let yourself known to, to Marcy yep. and, yeah. And John will connect you and it might be a little bit before one can get going, but. No, I fully agree. I mean, it's just being vulnerable, putting yourself out there, yeah. recognizing that, okay, you got to be able to be connected with others. It, hence the whole concept of this focus of finding what are those one another passages and how can we be the body of Christ together to overflow God's love to others around us. And again, it starts with the family and the home. And you guys have really helped us see how it gets lived out within the church. And so thank you for being here, Kevin, Brian, Kaylin, you guys are amazing for being willing to come share, you know, here on this episode. And, and I hope that it's been encouraging you guys watching and listening, um, whether you're at home or driving down the road or maybe even jogging down the road, whatever you might do and how you listen to your podcast, keep finding us, keep sharing your thoughts with us because we want to be able to reach you where you're at. And you can always go to the website, fbcva.life. Um, that's the starting point. If you hit slash podcasts, you'll see where we are out there. And uh, it just, you can hit the connect button as well. And there's next steps. And when you go to the next steps page, you will find numerous resources of how you can continue to get plugged in, whether it's serving volunteering, um, finding those groups, community groups, discipleship groups is all out there for you guys. So thanks for watching and listening. And um, until we chat again, let's let Christ be the focus of our lives each and every day.